So right. I was going to ask you about that. Be able to interview and then right I now. think the old other one was Cold Stone, right? Stone Cold. A Stone Cold. Stone no. Cold. Steve oh, wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. So it's Stone and Cold. Called him Cold Stone. I heard that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wait. Oh, that's outstanding. Welcome back to the Woman Podcast. I'm O'Malley, California girl, loves Irish punk music, New England sports, and Liverpool football. And my co-host, Annie, Jersey girl who loves Metallica, WWE, and is married to the largest stool at Barstool. We welcome Sirius XM Fight Nation producer Josh Friedman on to talk with us about movies, music, combat sports, and a fun FMK. Enjoy. Like I have a very New York accent, and I get made fun of all the time. No, you don't have it. You're used to it. O'Malley's laughing. Look, she's laughing. She's making. Mm. Maybe you do that. Maybe I. I'm like me, Josh. (laughs) Yeah, when I talked to Josh, I was like, "Oh, he's definitely from uh, wherever." I don't know if it's. I can't quite tell everyone's accents. Little accents, like the people who like. The people who are like in Jersey, but in New York City a lot. Like, I can't quite tell those people versus like Brooklyn people. Right. Well, my parents are from Brooklyn. So I think that's where mine originate, my accent originated from because I speak, I think, a lot like my parents do. But I grew up in mostly in Jersey and then I spent a lot of time in Manhattan. So I don't know what I am. I'm tri state area, I guess. I am. Where did you grow up, Josh? Let's 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 learn about Josh Friedman. Yes. Let's introduce where, where, where Josh. Where do you want to know? Yeah, where, let's, yeah, Josh. Ladies and a... gentlemen, Josh Friedman from Sirius oh, wow. XM Sports Na- Fight Nation. Oh, Channel 156. Wow. What? Oh, my God. Oh, man. That, that's what an intro. Mm. Give us the skinny. So Monday night's your Fight Nation with Jerry Cooney and Randy. Randy G, the commish. The commish. And yeah. then oh, after geez, Randy and, and Jerry, you have what? You do another, You do a thousand shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot, uh, a big different, uh, a lot of different characters, honestly. So Monday, every Monday and Friday is Randy and Jerry. And then Tuesdays through Thursdays is an MMA show, but it's different hosts every night. Uh, so Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll see if you can keep track. There'll be a quiz on this at the end. Tuesday and Thursday is led by R.J. Clifford. He's a former fighter. He's an analyst now. And then Tuesdays, we have a gentleman named Dan Hardy. Thursdays, we have A.J. Hawk, former Super Bowl winner. Then Wednesdays, we have Misha Tate, a former UFC women's bantamweight champ. The lead host of that show is Ryan McKinnell. Wait, give me her stats again. What's her name? Misha Tate. She's a former UFC, UFC women's bantamweight champ. UFC women's banner. That's cool. I haven't I haven't heard a woman give an interview yet. I gotta listen to to one. I bet she's pretty interesting. She's great, man. She's you know, she's won a UFC title. She's done everything there is to do. Um, now she actually lives in Singapore and she's a vice president for one championship. So she's such Good a badass her. that she's 
gets up at 6 a.m. Singapore time to do. No, she gets up at 5 a.m. Singapore time. Oh, wow. Singapore is 12 hours ahead of us. So it's okay. 6 a.m. show is 6 to 8 a.m. for her out there. And she still gets up. The sun hasn't even gotten up and she's still doing the show for us. So good yeah. for her. Uh, yeah. She's uh she's a badass. So no, it's it's a cool, it's a cool mix of all different personalities. No two days are alike. You know, it's a lot of fun. So your hours are mostly from you start at three and you finish around one? And no, start no, no, start at like one or two and then finish nine or ten. Nine or ten, okay. Yeah. It's a long show, day. Yeah, show six to eight, you know, get all the stuff done before and then afterwards isn't quite as much, but yeah. Right. You know, so if nine. anybody's listening to Sirius XM Channel 156 between 1 and 9 p.m. You're making that happen. Well, I mean, so from 12 to 3, there's not currently a live show. But then 3 to 6 is a show right. that I don't, I, don't, I don't work on that show. But that's on before my live show. But while that show's on the air, I'm, you know, getting all the stuff ready for, for the live show. But 6 to 8, if you're listening, yeah, that's uh, 6 to 8 is me. That's a fun show to be on, too. You guys yeah, let Bridget I, sing. Oh, fr- oh, Friday night, June 4th, you guys let Bridget sing. We did. I think that was probably our highest rated episode. That was great. I mean, oh, I you are so smooth. <laughs> Listen, I love Randy and Jerry. They're not singing though. They have like saying we actually had R.A. the Rugged Man. He's a rapper. We had him in the studio. Oh, really? So I had Randy and Jerry. You know, I'll say this about Randy and Jerry too. They are game for anything. Like they're yeah. games just of just about anything. I was like, hey, we're having a rapper on. You want to rap with them? They say yes. Yeah. So I, I printed out the lyrics. They rapped with them. I mean, oh, that is so funny. Uh, you know what I want to do? I want to sit with Randy like once a week and have him give me speech therapy. <laughs> I have never seen anybody all of a sudden when it's their turn to speak, get over the mic so deliberately yeah. and speak so clearly and so eloquent. Like he is just, he's a, he's, he's a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, the way he enunciates words and he's phenomenal. And like we used to do play by play of premier boxing cards, so it was like blow by blow with him and Jerry, and like that was that was super cool. Hopefully, maybe we'll get to do that one time again down the road. But yeah, well, that's what are. I had you speaking to. I put you in contact with Nick Mulcahy for the other night at the mm-hmm. game watch. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Um, we want Large and Jerry Cooney to host a play by play, which I'm sure Randy would love to do also, of yeah. the next rough and rowdy. Now, Randy will will be will he be in the middle? Because are we going to go size order? Because that's <laughs> he could sit on each of their knee. He could he could have left leg over Large's knee and his right leg over Jerry's knee. <laughs> now, I'll, speaking of size, is Large? Would you say Large and Willie like on Barstool Breakfast? Is that the most mass in a morning show? Probably in the country, right? I mean, that's definitely the biggest. Yeah, well, it's, I tell you what, it's definitely this week because they had Chris Bosch come in, who's a seven footer. He's like what, seven one. Yeah. They had um, who was the other guy that came in this week? They had well, they had Brandon, they had um, Chris Jericho, they had CM Punk, and then they had um, they had another gigantic guy, J- uh, Jack Swagger. Now he goes by Jake Hager. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The, the size, the girth, the, the masculinity that, that was in that Barstool Radio this, yeah. this room this week was just insane. And then we had Nick Mangold on Friday, the hard mm-hmm. factor guys who, you know, the, it was, there was a lot of size and girth in that Barstool uh, Radio office this week. And you were on the cousins. Don't leave that out. I saw Oh, she was on both? Yeah. 
Ah, I was. I, I was. I was able to be a guest on the Barstool Breakfast radio show, and then I was um, a guest on the Cousins, which was so much fun. I love. I love talking to those guys. I really. I could do it all day. Yeah, but I, it was I, a lot I of mean, fun. I, I felt special. No, you guys. I mean, you know, I work on the combat side. It's serious, but Barstool does combat sports very well. Very well. And Robbie Fox does Robbie. an amazing job. He really mm-hmm. does, and he's so he's so enthusiastic ahead of time. So you know when he gets into a podcast room or on the radio with whomever it is that he's interviewing, you know it's going to be electric because he's just so prepared and he's yeah. so excited to do it that the energy is always high and, and a lot of fun. So I'm not surprised. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping his guy, Conor McGregor, is actually coming back in January and hopefully these legal problems aren't that bad. But um, how, is he, how, did, how is he handling the ups and downs of Conor? Because that's his guy. Robbie? Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't know. I think he's, I, it, my guess would be that he's keeping himself busy and distracted like we all do when we can't have exactly what we want when we want yeah. it. So he's doing a good job of finding other vices. But um, when CM Punk came in the other day, they, it was like, I swear it was like a bunch of kids were seeing their childhood hero. Uh-huh. Came in my yeah. house. My yeah. sons were going wild that they could see, you know, daddy with CM Punk and we have dolls. I can't tell you how many dolls. He only brought in about, I think, large brought in four or five of the dolls of like the 30 that we have. That's fantastic. Like pictures of Finn when he had the CM Punk hair. Remember when he had his long, slicked back hair? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I had a three-year-old that had that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> He's no, actually the only cool. wrestler I knew of, too, because I was, when I was like forced to watch it at different times, I think I told Annie this early on. I told my friend, I was like, who's that? When he got out and he was like, oh, that's CM Punk. I was like, okay. It's like a year later. Oh, who's that guy? And the guy was like, that's the exact same guy. You have a type. And I was like, okay, well. Randy Orton is my type. I used to love reading him. Like when he was- He's a good looking dude. Good looking dude. He is. He's right. He's fine. Like when he would come out into the RKO and he would stretch. Oh, (laughs) I'd be like, guys, I need a cigarette. Now wait, hold on. You, you're. I asked you if you were like, and I know this wouldn't exactly happen because you would have different protocol. But if you were asked to, hey, we have to go live. We can't do a repeat. You have to go on with a show, and yeah. you could pull from anywhere. You know, any guest that was in serious right at the moment. I asked you who you would um, interview, and you said, "Is it all in Metallica or just James?" Uh, well, he's in rehab uh, right now. So right. I was going to ask you about I, that. I wouldn't be able to interview And him then right I now. think the old other one was Cold Stone, right? Stone Cold. A Stone Cold. Stone now, Cold. Steve oh, wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. So it's Stone and Cold? And called him Cold Stone. I heard that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wait. Oh, that's outstanding. You know what's great? What's, what's great I don't about know that? what it is. Hold on. I don't even have my glasses on. Oh. No, what's great about that is like, all right, so I believe it was WrestleMania 13, 13 or 14. He was at, Stone Cold was in a feud with Shawn Michaels and they brought in Mike Tyson. And they're at this press conference hyping up the match. And I can't really, I can't do Tyson's like voice. But he's like, it's going to be like Shawn Michaels and Cold Stone. No, <laughs> it was great. Oh, it was great. So don't feel bad. You're in good company. You and Mike Tyson. I don't know anything about wrestling. I just said the only thing I ever knew was C 
CM Punk and I didn't even really know he was CM Punk. Or oh, my sons loved it. Oh. Love WWE. It was, I mean, I have books signed by Booker T and Chris Jericho and we read a book signing once and, you know, I think we all know my daughter's pretty fearless. So she was about three and a half and we went to this book signing where Chris Jericho was at and it was in town. And my daughter, while she signed, he's signing the books, turns around and she's like, you know, um, she's like, I know you. And she jumps around and she puts her hands behind her head and she starts shaking her butt. He was, he absolutely died because that's what Chris Jericho did. He used to do like the, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, no. Oh my God. Chris Jericho used to stand in the middle of the, of the, of the ring and he would shake his butt in a big circle. Really? My daughter did that in the middle of this bookstore. (laughs) That's outstanding. It was hysterical. I got to find it and I'll show it to you guys. It's, it's a riot. You know what I want to do now? Now I want to interview Stone. I want to interview Stone Cold in Cold Stone. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I haven't even been to that place either, which is so bad. It's like not even like I had ice. It's ice cream that they sell, right? That place. Yeah. Cold the Cold Stone yeah. Creamery? I've never even been there. So I don't even you know. You call them Cold Stone and you don't even know what Cold Stone is? I don't. I, oh my I live in a bubble. <laughs> that is so funny. Come on. I let I I'm just gonna <laughs> No, I, I I would yeah, I would wanna I would I would interview him at Cold Stone eating eating Cold Stone. He has his own beer, so he could have that, it'd be all good. Steve Austin's awesome. I love that show that he does where they have the the, the strong competitions, all the competitions at his ranch. Mm-hmm. I'll see you down the road. Yeah. Get Very good. Team. Wow. Yeah. Right? That's a great show. What's the name of that yeah. show? Is it sounding even Skull Challenge? On? What is it? Broken Skull Challenge. Broken Skull Challenge. Yeah, that play. That that's a great show. I mean, those people really yeah, push their limits, good. and it's yeah. intense. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they go the distance, and then they have to do the rope at the end just to ring the bell, and the guy yeah. like gets like right there, and then he just collapses. And I'm like, you know, you really get so emotionally invested in it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great show. I could I probably just do the rope. All that other stuff maybe skip, but I could I maybe do the rope. Maybe the rope. <laughs> I'll re- you right. know what? You're like in secret sick shape. Like you're just showing your chin yeah. up. Like, look, look at O'Malley. He's shaking his head like, no, I'm not. Josh I mean, is in sick shape. He's shredded. Nah, all right. No, look at all the modest. Yeah, somewhere, modest. somewhere in between a dad bod and shredded. I'll take that though. I appreciate it. I'm, you know, trying. You're in sick shape. You're not between a dad body and that. You're not between. <laughs> All right, you're right. I'm ready. You know what? You're right. I'm ready for the day. I'm ready for a marathon. I'm ready you for. You are. A I don't know why. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. You're right. Uh, sometimes I need a little talking up. You're right. You should be proud of that because that's a that's like that's not easy to do. That's discipline. That is something I do not have. You know I how I know it. I don't have it? Because I had a bagel this morning. <laughs> That's all right. I had a bagel and pizza last night after a Halloween party, so it's all right. Have the and same you probably did 700 push-ups and sit-ups. He nah, was I also you, Darth I, Vader. I assure you I did not. That's true. I was Darth Vader. But the, the costume, yeah, the stupid costume, though, the lightsaber was broken. I was so uh, mad. Uh, I was so mad. I was looking forward to it for weeks. I take it out of the, the package. You mean you didn't test run it? No, I should have. That's fair. 
Fair point. I That's why you don't have a dad body. Because if you had a dad body, you would be doing dad things and you would have tested those batteries a week ago. <laughs> it wasn't the batteries, though. It was the, it was the lightsaber itself. I went to, like, extend it and the thing just oh. fell apart. Oh, you know there's no way I would not have tested that because I love toys. (laughs) I was so excited. Make sure the batteries worked. She'd make sure that it extended to its full capacity. Yeah, it didn't didn't even extend. It just broke. Oh, you had a limp lightsaber. Not even limp. It broke apart. Oh, yeah. You're in the city. Aren't there like a thousand stores between you and where you had to go? Can't you get a lightsaber on any street corner? I would, you would think I, I went to a pharmacy and I, it was like a little spinny lighting up thing. It looked ridiculous in the bar. <laughs> yeah, I got rid yeah, I got rid of it. Like well, this other kid was dressed up as Luke Skywalker. So like we battled. You battled, you battled with your like snow globe. You push the button and yeah. it spun. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. And I apologized to him for cutting his hand off in one of those movies, you know? Oh, oh you God. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's so funny. Empire Strikes Back, and that was on the scene. Where <laughs> I was like, sorry, bro. I had to do it. It was tough love. Yeah, that happens. Oh, my God. All right, tell us about the sign above your head. Dropkick Murphys, very nice. Yes, I was going to ask about yeah. them. I've seen them in concert. I don't know how many times I love them. That's actually signed by the full band. Wow. Um, was this back yeah, when Scruffy I mean- was back in there? No, no, that's post Good knowledge. Good knowledge. You, you made up for the Cold Stone thing. That's good Thank knowledge. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, have you, have you ever seen them like St. Patrick's Week in Boston? Um, I've seen St. Patrick's Week, but I don't go in to the Boston shows for, mm. for that, though. No. Yeah, I guess I come close, but it gets really nutty. Well, 2020, maybe you, I try to go up every year. So 2020, oh, wow, maybe, really? yeah. You're, you're uh, House of Blues? House of Blues, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, Good so no, I've been fortunate enough to like kind of get to know some of the guys over the years. So I try not to be a fan like too much, you know, try to just treat them as like um, contemporaries, you know. But there was one year where they were doing an event before one of their boxing shows and the whole band was there and they were selling posters. I was like, you know, what, I'm going to be a fan this time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, got it, got it signed by everyone, and uh, now it now it's displayed up there. I don't know. Can you see that? Is that, is that a decent view? Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. yeah. No, I love the fact that they have, like, their own little boxing. I mean, it's small, but I love the fact that they have that. And um, uh, Annie, the Clotta Fund is the, when we were Good talking knowledge. about, like, hey, girl, yeah. I'm an Irish girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Clotta Fund was the one that was like, if we ever end up doing anything and, you know, we were looking. To no, Amalia, it's once of, we get big and we start yeah. getting advertisers and we get cash flow. Right. So this That's was one of the happen. ones like that we narrowed it down to like three and Clotta Fund was, was definitely. Hey, wait a minute. When you get big, listen, y'all are big already. I don't do just any podcast. Uh, <laughs> That's, That's true. That's true. Come on now. That's true. No, but I love, I love uh, Dropkick's. Um, first, you gotta come see them. St. Patrick's Week, twenty twenty. I have seen them and dragged everybody. But have you seen them in Boston, St. Patrick's Week? Not that I've seen that, them in like ten, ten different. O'Malley, shows, the point is, you're doing it this. You're doing it this March. And you're coming too. You and Large are coming too. Are you kidding me? Bridget can sing backup. Are you oh, kidding? Like, come yeah. on, let's go. Let's make this a bit. What we're trying to actually set up is a Jerry Cooney, Ken Casey charity boxing match. We've been trying oh. to set that up for a long time. So I don't really? know if you, if you guys can like start 
pumping that up too. Yeah, we've been trying to make that happen. I wonder if I wonder if Ken and the guys would ever do something with like a rough and rowdy. If they ever got to Boston, I know they're taking it to a lot of potential. Uh, I mean, that's huge. I know they're going to Providence and they're going to do a, um, a Super Bowl fight. But like next year, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it's too late to start planning for something. Listen, Cooney, Casey, Rough and Rowdy, Large is a Special Ref, co-promoted by Barstool Radio and Murphy's Boxing. I'm just oh. saying. Oh, that's huge. I don't know. Huge. You are out there. Talking about Irish. Throwing it out. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out. You know. Uh, now let other people deal with the details. That's, that's it. I'm, I'm the that would man. be epic. Just saying. That would be amazing. I we can have. That. We'll have the commission there. We'll have Randy Newman supervising. That'd be. That, that's not a bad deal. Listen, yeah. We'll the after party at Arturo, since we're all there half the time anyway. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that would be up in Boston. That would be such a Boston show. Oh, I know, but we can yeah. still have to come back. Oh, I said yeah, it because Randy true. Newman is, is he's, he's one of the supervisors for boxing matches. Oh, okay. He just did the, fun, the fight that we were at with Josh. <laughs> That's where we usually sit on a Friday night with him. Oh, very Listen, cool. Rent a party bus and then yeah. drive to the after party in New York. <laughs> That'd be fun, right? I'm with all this, yeah. Um, we got to get this done. That sounds like fun. That, it's that, so it's, much fun. The Dropkick Murphys, I don't know. that. I know that for a while they stopped in certain venues, allowing people to come up on stage at the end. Yeah, yeah. But they sing a song and that, oh my God, this, this is crazy, that um, the ladies mostly come up at the end, the um, Kiss Me, I'm shit-based. There you go. I was hoping you would know the name. Yeah, that's it. I stood up in an Irish bar one time when this came up and I got up on a bar and I sung the song. Holy you shit. did? I am an introvert. I was whiskeyed up and I sang the song. I mean, I had the whole place going, but yeah. Well, you know what the next step for you now is. <sighs> That's just not going to ever happen again. That was no, like a no, one no, and no, done. No, the, the <laughs> step, one no done. there's a next step. Now the next step is you got to get on stage and sing that in Boston. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm too old for that. You know, like what? three years ago. <laughs> Did she just say that? Oh. oh I'm, I'm going back. Now it's three. happening. Yeah, and come on now. Like uh, three years ago, actually, I could send you guys this video. Uh, two, two or th- no, three years ago, actually. So they do, they do like a show. Um, I don't know if they still do it last year. I don't think they did, but like typically every year when they do the run to St. Patrick shows, they do like an extra show at an even smaller place than house of blues. Yep. And it's like kind of known as a secret show where they do like B sides, rare songs, covers, and then they let their fans sing some of their songs too. That's gotta and be like, a great feeling. It's awesome. So they typically ask their fans like, Hey, do you want to sing this one? Or, you know, like, would you like to try this one or something? Now, me being the entitled only child that I am, I went right the hell up to the base, to Ken. I was like, Ken, I want to sing this one. And like, I shouldn't have done that. You're not supposed to do that. Like, he's like a total lack of decorum. But because he's super cool and chill, he's like, yeah, it would be an honor, actually, for us to have you do it. I was like, oh, man. So I, I butchered the lyrics. It was not great. But it was it was still a really cool moment, though. I will never forget that. Isn't that, that awful? Like, you yeah. know the song, you know it, you know it. And then I froze. at the moment. I froze. I froze. I wrote the right name for that wrestler guy a couple different times and put it Cold in Stone. notes and I yeah, yeah. Coldstone Steve yeah. Austin yeah Coldstone <laughs> Steve Austin that would be a hell of an endorsement I don't know why he hasn't worked with them yet right that's so true 
I think I, I would, I don't know much about the dropkick Murphys. Honest to God, I just don't, I'm not, a, yeah. I don't know about that whole Boston thing. I can't wait to go. I'm you like Irish music? Something at Barstool for, for uh, Barstool Breakfast that week so that we can do it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, get them in. They could probably play a gig at like, all right, so has there ever been, Andy, has there ever been, uh, I mean, at the Barstool compound, there's been everything that's, everything possible has happened there, I feel like. Has there ever been like a live rock show there? Yeah, they're, they have their band, Pub Punk, who does stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen you throw down in the pits at those too. Like, those, those, get, those shows get they're serious. Fans, they're great. Yeah, they yeah. really are a great band. They're tight. They're fun. They get everybody involved. They they have they're they, I love it. I love going to see them. I'm definitely a babysitter planner and ahead of time. Like whenever we went to two shows, the first one was in Irving Plaza last August, a year ago. Yeah. And um, Large had just started with Barstool, and we weren't sure if we were going to go. We you know we didn't know because we're so much older than everybody else. And um, he's like, you know, enough what? with this age thing. Age is just a number. But he was nervous because he had just started. He didn't know anybody. So he's like, you know what? Let's go. We got in the car around nine o'clock at night. We got home at five in the morning just That's so he could shower. And I drove him right back in for radio. That's a good night. It was it was a great night. I mean, we met, it was a great way to break in and meet everybody. Yeah. And it's been nothing short of that experience since. Well, last the last one you went to in, um, on Long Island, you guys posted. Oh, at Mulcahy's? Because you had, you'd closed down a play, or you'd been out so late. Like, yeah. he'd posted, what was it? Like, what are those chicken meat? Like, the ones where you guys are strutting? <laughs> what was it? Which one was it? Like, when you and the missus, like, close a place. Yeah. And it was like. That was us. That was me and him. It was me. It was Mike, uh, large, myself, and Heart Factor, um, uh, Pat. It was, we were the last people standing at the, <laughs> it was so much fun. They, I mean, so a lot of the guys were like, oh no, I got to go home. And we were, we were ready to go to the next bar. Like what's open. Damn. But unfortunately everything closes. Can I just say too, like I partied with you guys like a couple of weeks ago and like, I, I couldn't keep up. Like you guys oh, were, really? were savages. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you, know, but you were the smoke show of the night. I did wait. Wait, did I win smoke show of the night? You were smoke show of the night, hands down. Hands down, the girls that were from Seton Hall. Yeah, I remember them. Super you cool. won hands down smoke show of the night. Smoke show? Do, do I? Is there like a certificate I could get for that or something? Like, I would get, like okay. to. I would like to brag about this. Like, you should you brag know. about it. I'll, I'll post a picture of you holding the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And could, like, put smoke show tonight. That'll be great. I want to make everyone else. You are one hundred percent. We'll use it when we promote the the podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, that that should get me a couple of dates. That'll we be should have had you take your shirt that. off and flex while you were holding. Nah, people ain't ready for that. People ain't ready for that. I don't want. I don't want to make no one pass out or nothing. You know, like people aren't ready. I, I want to keep them guessing. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know if people are ready for that. You know, but uh, enough cash, I'll do it. I did. I, uh, there was a bar with a stripper pole once. I made like fifty bucks dancing on that thing that one time. Yeah. Did you? I, I don't know. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Uh, I couldn't do it at all. I tell you what. Yeah, you could. Come on. Are you, oh, do you let see me say, the size let, of my ass? There's no way I could get up that pole. Let me, say, no let me say this, though. You, both you and Large at that event, I mean, I've seen people work rooms. You guys had that room. <laughs> palm of your, palm of your hand. Large with his big, that big ass chain. It was, it was cool to see. It was, it was honest. And like Barstool, a lot of people think, you know, see it as edgy and this and that. Of course it is. Like, you know, pull no punches. 
but it's also like a, it, what's really cool about it is it's, it's, it's like a family event, you know, like being at that, like you can really tell the camaraderie and like, what was cool too was like everyone showed up. I mean, yeah. Willie was there, Nick Mangold, I saw like, there were like other barstool people, like it was just super cool. Is this the night he took his pants off? This is the night he took his pants off. This was the first part of the, of the, he took he had the, uh, the watch party. Yes. He party. took his pants off. He drank dark liquor, he said, and took his pants off. Wait, who took his pants off? Large? Large. Yes. He took, when was that? We thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought we were leaving. So we all got into my car and as we're, I'm driving home. He's like, no, 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 you turn left here, turn right here. So I've been thinking he's about, he's following ways like that app to get home. And he's like, park right here. But he was meeting Willie. He had planned to meet Willie at this, I guess it's a, a nightclub called Bounce on 25th. There was an after party off. I, well, I, I didn't know. I was going home. I had oh, just man. gotten the car to drive home. And then when uh, we're walking down the street, all of a sudden Willie comes out and grabs us and drags us in, you know, like not drags us, but pulls us in. Yeah. And um, it's like this dance club. So we kind of like, we just kind of sit on the walls. Like on top of the booths against the walls, and uh, just see all these pe- these beautiful people bumping and grinding. The girls were dancing on the bars. <laughs> and Lars took his pants off. Yeah, they bring out these these gigantic champagne platters and shot platters with fireworks and sparklers. And um, one of them, I guess, all the shots were brown liquor, which Lars just does not do. Usually, he sticks with his his clears. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, by the end of the night, I think he was gyrating with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> Holy shit. Is there footage of this somewhere? Yes. There's a little bit, yeah. Good. Yes, it's definitely out there. I'm going to post that right next to your smoke show. So, wait, so let me just get a little clarification here. So, despite Lars taking his pants off, I still won smoke show of the night? You still won smoke show, <laughs> definitely. That's That's a, yeah, night. 100%. You, That's the, a girls, night. the girls voted. And my, I tell you, I would have voted that direction too if I had a say, but I didn't have a say. They came uh, and just told me. That's how it was. So it wasn't even a vote. It was just a, it was just an order. It was just I a like unanimous. That. It was you because I don't I like know if you realize this, but that was passed around before you got there, and they were passing it around after you left. And they're like, "Nope, Josh yeah. got it." <laughs> Damn. You want it? Just burnt, wow, that's outstanding. Wow. That's a good night. That's a, yeah. that's a strong night. And not only were they good-looking girls, they're intelligent. Oh, yeah, for sure. All, they all have, like, their masters from Seton Hall. No, we were sipping on those spiked seltzers, and I was like, wow, you are much smarter than me. My God. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. See that? You get like, them in both areas. No, no. Like, I, produce, I produce radio shows, and they're, like, geniuses. I was like, cool. Like, I'll just try to keep No, up you this. were definitely a hit. Yeah. Smoke show of the night. Man, okay. Did I, say, I, gotta, I gotta send that to O'Malley. I'm gonna send that to O'Malley so she can see it. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I need proof of that. I need some bragging rights. I'll just brag that I already have his number. <laughs> so. Exactly, but no, but now you gotta you gotta do uh, St. Patrick's in Boston though. Like that's happening. I'm yeah. gonna get all the details from you, and we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. Yeah. Um, when do they normally release those? I mean, it's kind of like a given that they do it, but... It's a little late this year. I mean, we're end of October, early November. I still haven't heard anything official concrete, but, you know, it'll, it'll happen. I mean, um, yeah. they're tied up. There's a lot of, like, Murphy's boxing cards going on these days. It's like on Fight Pass and whatnot, so they're, they're busier than ever. It's, it's, yeah. It's good to be. Yeah. Yeah, we could go... I don't know if McGreevy's is big enough. 
for a pre-party, but they definitely party there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their official bar. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of of a place to go at that time of year. Mm, I, I mean, it, it, you know, the weather will just start to be getting a little warmer. So maybe people want ice cream. And like, I know there are some cold stones in the areas right around, uh, right around <laughs> Fenway. We could, I'm sorry. I had to go there. I, I, I apologize. I love it. I love it. I, I can't even edit it. I'm just going to be like, well, I'm the idiot. I was just about to say, we got to cut Josh right into the part where he talks about Mike Tyson because that was fantastic. Yeah. All right, you wanna, this will make you feel better. All right. So you want to hear about like my professional career or whatever. I'll give you, Oh, is this the smoke show picture? That is great. Ooh. That is great. I just saw the picture. That's outstanding. But no, all right. So here, this will make you. This will make you feel better, O'Malley. Right? I'll give you my biggest professional blunder. And this is out there. It's public, so it's not like you know. So, uh, one of the MMA shows I produce, like you know, my main job as the producer is to book guests, right? Right. And there was a. I forget the exact story, but it involved Brock Lesnar, and he, of course, has ties to pro wrestling and the MMA world. He's gigantic, he right? No, he's he's a big dude. Holy God, that guy has got size. Yeah, big boy, big boy. A lot of, uh, like, he, like, swings trees around for a workout. Like, he's a big boy. He's married to Sable, right? He is, he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up who this is Brock right Lesnar? now. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Continue. One of his, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of his. His, he gave a famous post-fight speech where he talked about having a beer and getting on top of Sable at the end of a night. Um, God bless that guy. Uh, so, like, God my bless man, her. Imagine taking that in. The guy with the... <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. You're right. God bless her. Yeah, you're right. Um, but no, so, like, what's that? Brock Lesnar, yeah. That's it. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's yeah. a specimen. The guy yep. is just... He's, he's a, he, honest to God, he's a beast. Uh-huh. That's his nickname. No Literally. neck. No neck. Yeah. yeah, he don't need a neck. He's got all the damn muscles on his body. He don't need a neck. Yeah, because I mean when he he he's just he's incredible. Okay. Um, so there's a, a gentleman named Dave Meltzer who covers like MMA wrestling, and he's like really in on like pay-per-view numbers, this and that. So we wanted to have him on the show that day. I happen to get an email that same day from a contact I have in the radio business. And the email says, David Meltzer, available for interviews. I'm like, wow, this is super convenient. Like, this is great. Oh, God, you got the other guy? Uh, You see, wait for it. It gets good. So (laughs) I'm like, I don't even bother reading the the email, like the pitch, because I'm like, David Meltzer, I know who this guy is. So I just write back right away. Yes, 6.30 tonight. Love to have him on. Cool. Confirmed. All right, set. Bring him on the air. And my host, RJ, sharp guy, immediately is like, Josh, who is this guy? I'm like, this is Dave Meltzer. He, type, he, he G-chats me again. Who is he? Like, this is the guy. And then like a minute later, he's like, did you read the email? And I click into the email and it says, David Meltzer, entrepreneur. I'll make you millions and millions of dollars instantly if you took a, one word of advice from him, too. The guy's incredible. What's and he's been on Barcel Breakfast like two or three times now. Now, do me a favor. Next the other time one. He's on, 
ask ask him about that. Like, because I, I, I see that he goes on the barstool breakfast now. It's hilarious. I booked him inadvertently when I thought I was booking Dave Meltzer, the wrestling and MMA I mean, at least reporter. it's the same name. It's not like calling somebody like reversing their name and calling them like the, like an ice cream shop versus like, no, I think mine's worse. Yes. Now you're going in out here too. I'm trying to have your back here on now. Your goal is throwing you under the bus. <laughs> no, you know what? It would be like, it would be like if you guys promoted having Stone Cold Steve Austin on and you had the Cold Stone CEO That's on and right. didn't realize it for a couple of days. What flavor would you like? How can I help you? Exactly. So like we, this guy's on the The Tyson air. chicken guy when you think you're getting the fighter. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I did. I gave the, I gave him, and God bless David Meltzer too because he was answering the questions. He was trying. He was really trying. And it just, yeah, like, I but mean, RJ ripped me as he, the host ripped me as they should have. But then we ended the we ended the show getting the right Dave Meltzer on. Good, but I gotta believe that the Dave Meltzer that you had, he's witty and he's quick. I'm sure he picked up right away, and I'm sure he yeah. had a lot of fun with it. I'm sure he, he was, was trying. Her expense. <laughs> he was he was trying. He was answering the questions. Um, but then yeah, the voice like if you listen back to the voice, like you could tell it's not the right guy. But I just yeah. Someone That's was doing you're supposed their job. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to read those emails. Like you're supposed to read who you're booking. Um, oh boy. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a bunch of those. I've I did that. I I did it to I'm not gonna lie, I did it to Howie Long. What happened? <laughs> so where when where I was my booth was on the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange, I was right inside the those big doors at 11 wall. Whenever so um Whenever they would bring guests onto the trading floor, my booth XC14 was right there. So guests would, and it was a big photo spot. So, um, cause it was right between the rooms of the main room and the garage and it, the ticker tape was over me and it was the old booth panels. So, um, when they would bring celebrity guests in, they would walk them right through the main doors and they would stop in front of my booth for a photo op behind me were the SC Bernstein guys. Okay. And one of the SC Bernstein guys had guests coming down and someone in his family had played in the NFL and it was Terry Bradshaw. So he came down with his entourage and he came in through the doors and because it's a big spot for a photo op, they stopped there, but it was also the SC Bernstein booth was behind me and the booths weren't super booths then. It was very small at the time. And uh, so they bring, so now Terry Bradshaw, as you can imagine, holds court. The guy is just, he's got, He's got a magnetic personality. He's got a loud voice. His hands are the size of oven mitts. He's just phenomenal to watch and he's riveting. So we're all trying to work, picking up, because even though S.E. Bernstein halted all their order flow and put it through the machine, we, we didn't because we had no affiliation to it, but we're still right next door. So he's holding court. The cameras are on him and there's security everywhere. So they're kind of moving everybody at, back so that um, Terry Bradshaw could throw the ball back and forth with one of the guys from the floor and Dick Rosso was having a blast with it. They move his people back. So this guy gets kind of pushed into my booth because it's not a lot of space. So he starts asking me questions like, you know, what is this? I said, oh, this is my phone, Tara. These are, this is my Quotron, my BBS system. I'm showing him how to take orders, give orders, put up beepers. And I have them on my phones. Like I have them on my, on my turret. So my husband calls me and he's like, what are you doing? You're on MSNBC. I'm like, am I? I'm like, oh, Terry Bradshaw is behind me. Like he's doing something with the SC Bernstein guys. He's like, no, you have like, no, you're, what are you doing with Howie Long? I'm like, what? I had, I had no idea who he was. 
I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm showing his security guard how to, <laughs> how to take an order. He's asking me questions about taking orders and giving um, to the trading floor. But he's like, that's not a security guard. He's like, that's Howie Long. I cover my phone. I'm like, what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm Howie Long. I'm like, oh, I gotta go. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, what do you do? I'm like, are you with him? He's like, yeah. I'm like, his security guard, right? He's like, he's like, no. He's like, no, no. I'm, he's like, I played in the NFL for a long. He gave me like his whole resume. I'm like, oh my God, I thought you were his security detail. And they just kind of pushed you in here. He's like, please don't let him hear you say that. He's like, he will bust my chops forever. Terry Bradshaw's like, she thought you were my security guard. Oh no. <laughs> I got like all these video cameras around me. And I just was absolutely mortified. I was like 22. I had no idea. And, uh, how long is like, well, that was the most education I've ever got. He's hung up my phone and walked away. <laughs> so you were on MSNBC with him. I was on, yeah, because they were filming him learning how the trade market goes. I didn't mm. realize they were filming us. I thought they were filming Terry Bradshaw, but we were always on camera. Like you did, it was like the Barstool office, the big sign when you first walk in, it says you are being filmed at all times. Like they let you know it and they have signs everywhere. So on the trading floor, you kind of, when, as soon as you get your badge, the first thing they do is you have to sign a waiver. I'm okay with being filmed because you're filmed constantly for SEC reasons, for news media reasons. So it was a very, very um, open environment that way. So there's cameras in my face all the time. And um, like I said, where, I, where my booth was, like Maria Bartiromo was always outside my booth. You know, she and I were always side by side. And uh, there are a lot of them. A lot of the people that did stuff like that, like Robin Sana and them, they were always like right next to me. So it wasn't, it wasn't unfamiliar to me. I just didn't know they were filming us because of him, that he was a celebrity. I just yeah. pushed him away from Terry Bradshaw because he was in the way of him getting filmed for his segment. <laughs> Outstanding. So I, and I just figured he was asking me how to take an order. And so I'm letting him listen to my guys. I didn't introduce him to my desk. I had no idea. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, so there's like a, there's like a. Someone should have told you, though. What's someone that? Should have, someone should have told you, though. Like, hey, here, hey, you he should, should have told me. He should have introduced yeah. himself. Like, oh, hey, I'm Howie Long. I'm going to push myself into your. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, your fault. I had no idea. Not your fault. I had no idea who he was. And then, of course, all like, you know, the, the, um, the ball breaking happens. You know, I start getting my, my phones start light. All of a sudden, all my phones light up. Like, ask him how tall he is. How long is he? I'm like, you know, and so I'm like, you know, yeah, I, I, I got abused for weeks after that. <laughs> oh, I still like people still bring up the Meltzer thing. It was over a year ago. Sure. Yeah, I heard it this, these past few weeks as I've been listening to your show. I heard them bust your balls over that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, still do. That and the Metallica. Oh, shows. God. What did you do at Metallica? Oh, I didn't hear this. Did I miss oh, that? Yeah. Oh, boy. What did you do? This is ironic. This is a shirt I'm wearing right now. Oh, yeah. I love it. So Big yeah, Metallica this, fan. I was like, this, here comes Annie. <laughs> Annie, this Annie, this this hurts me to actually get into. I mean, because like we're both big Metallica fans, right? Right. Um, so you know, they just did the 20th anniversary of the SM concerts in San Fran. Okay. And I was like, cool, this is gonna be like my one big vacation this year. I'm gonna go to San Francisco. A, I like San Francisco. I was like, I'm gonna hear these. I hear these shows. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great time. You know Metallica's catalog, right? I had a couple issues with these shows. Yes. You know their catalog. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of very good songs. Yes. Right? 
So let's just keep that in mind. Have you seen the movie actually? Because the movie's now in theaters. I have not. No. You know what? I almost want. All right. I'm going to leave this up to you. I'll go with you. Let's go. All right. We could do, we could do one of two things. I can tell you exactly how I felt about it now. Or what I kind of want to do. I I think you should see the, I want you to see the movie and I want you to give me your opinion before I, before I give you mine. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's that's what we're going to have to do. Are you going to go with me to see it? I'll go with you to see you. All right. I'll come in. I'll come in to see. We'll go to Lincoln Center and watch it. Done. I think it's, I think it's still out. It should still be out. Um, I didn't even see it. I figured it was a Netflix thing. But no, okay. no, it's it's actually in theaters. They did the they did the concerts last month, uh, and then they like repackaged it into a movie. Okay. All I'll all I'll say is it could have been better. I'll, that's all I'm going to say for right now. For okay. Right now. I want. I but want we're also your- used to going to shows. Like I mean, I think I went to my like sixth Metallica concert Mother's Day a couple of years. Like, was it two years ago? Like and how good was it? It was awesome. Right? Yeah, it like, was it, awesome. It's, it's I didn't want to leave. To Large is like, we yeah. have to leave. They're not coming right. back. I'm right. like, I'm staying. I, I think yeah. we were the last car in the parking lot. And I was just in the parking lot like this, waiting. Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. And I did I mean, not I feel like that. I should have this time, but I did it. I didn't feel like that out there. I didn't feel like it out there. It, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Okay, so uh, what you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just tell you. I'm gonna just tell you. And you still see the movie. Okay. Here's my problem. You have a lot of songs to choose from. A lot of great songs, great, yeah. great songs. Don't try the set me. list. I was that's a good one. The <laughs> set list, the set list was not great. I was not, I was not overly impressed with the set list and the choices. That's number one. So what was it? James's choice, and he was in a dark place when he did it, and he just picked ones that gave him like mellow feelings of sadness. I don't know, but I, I didn't, I, I didn't need to hear confusion. You know, like the new album, confusion and yeah, Halo. Yeah, they all do that though. They all like to play their new stuff, and it's you know. But I didn't need that for this show. Come on, like, oh, come you on. want you want someone pulling your strings. I didn't need the acoustic version of All Within My Hands. I didn't need uh, Unforgiven. I didn't need Unforgiven three. Yeah, so that's what they did. They they turned it down. They played all the mellow stuff. He was in a dark place. He probably was, hey. you know. I get that. Uh, suck it up and have an old duels, all right? I get that. But here's the other problem. <laughs> the other problem, and this really is what got me, they played the exact same set list both shows. Word for word. Oh, really? Song for song. The exact same. Really? Yeah, really. Exactly the damn same. That's not like them. Well, and then you know, the other thing, too, the Airbnb I had, it was with a whole family. I didn't even know that. I thought I had like, a, and this is my fault too. Just like the Melton thing, I didn't read the email. So I'm sitting in the, I had like a room in a house. You had to clean out family. the drain before you showered? It was just, it was just not, the, the trip just was not what, what I, yeah, it was not what I thought. Oh, that and then the, is And then so the guy funny. who I went to the show with Sunday, who I hooked up with a face value ticket, he goes to my other friend who like, you know, we all know he's like, Oh, Josh wasn't really into it. He wasn't standing. Anyway. Brother, I was sick. I had a cold. And why are you focused on me at all? So next <laughs> time, I told him next time, I'll, I'll throw up a couple more devil horns for you, bud. That so, is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not great. I wasn't overly impressed. Not, not so much. I went with my friend to the movie and he was disappointed. I was like, yeah, you spent $10 on a movie tech. Now uh, picture, picture how I feel. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'm surprised at them. Well, you know what? I, I, at the same time, I forget they're human. 
You know, like in my mind, they're like, like I know how people are with Marvel and DC Comics. That's how I am with like my Metallica. I love them. Me too. But they were filming, right? They were filming for the show, for the movie. movie. So this is what I'm thinking is, um, don't defend them. I'm not, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, if you listen to someone like Bill Burr, who goes and does a show, like a, a comedy show, like he was talking about his show that he uh, recorded um, in England and how he had to, you know, like it was like same clothes, same everything because they filmed two nights and he wanted to have, you know, if they need to cut away to like the one show that had like the better reaction to something or, you know, they need to be able to use footage from each. So I'm thinking they just did like kind of repetitive stuff in different different places. That's probably the producer. I don't know. Annie, I'm not. I like how you just gave me that look. Like, don't talk about producers. Answer. (laughs) Don't talk. But come on, you're a producer. Like, you can at least get into your producer mindset and think about like if you had to, you know, have a recording of something you'd want them to go down. The line. You gotta change something. I hear you. Change the order of the songs. Yeah. Crack a joke. Give me something a little, something, something. I just think that means that they didn't get what they were looking for the first night. So they did it again the second time. And that's not fair to people who follow them. Mm -hmm. Nope. No, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to get people, like I think when you go to a U2 show, like you have those people that follow the U, that follow U2 around religiously. I think they expect that. I think I when did. you follow, like people to follow the dead, they expect that, but you don't expect that from it as a Metallica fan. That's not what you, that's not what they're about. That's not their thing. Like that's not their, and that's, I agree with you. That would bother me. That would have bothered me a lot too. Oh, What's yeah. ironic is they just announced they're playing festivals next year, two nights at each festival and they're playing two different set lists. So of now course, I got to go but that's, again. See, but that's I them. I hope so again. I got to go again. What's that? I got to get my hopes up again and I got to go. I got to do Yeah, but you know what? They probably got the feet. I mean, I can't imagine that you're, 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 I mean, I didn't even see it. And I right away know, like, that's not them. And you got, you experienced it. So I got to imagine that, I mean, the way they take everybody's like opinion to heart, because that's just how they are. They listen to everything. I think, I swear to God, I think they read every comment ever written about them and they try to respond. They're just the nice, they're just so involved and, emotionally invested with their with their followers that they probably got so much feedback within an hour after the second show started i hope so that by the time they got home they were probably like what did we do so they're just right away typical metallica we're gonna make it better we're gonna fix it we heard you guys we love what you said we're gonna make it the you know that's just the way they are i hope so because you know it's like yeah we do i'm just you know it's like a jilted lover right now it's a bad date (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to break up. It was a You're bad bruised. date. It was a bad date. It's like... You know, you, need, you know what you need? You need an ice cream from Cold Stone Green. Okay, all right. Here we go. <laughs> you know what I do? I, I do, but I don't need the same damn ice cream day after day. <laughs> variety. That's what I need. Yeah. Give me some variety. That's right. I want right. the same flavor. That's right. Well... <laughs> You're, I, can't, I can't argue with you, but we'll see. Cold we'll see Stone. Cold Stone. <laughs> Oh, that I already know the uh, the name for this podcast. Cold Stone. Yep, thank you. Quality. 
Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, absolutely. Do you, um, I have a question and they're not the same, but kind of curious. A lot of people, there's overlap. Do you follow Floggy Molly? I do. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw him a couple months ago here, actually. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the first concert I ever took my kids to. Who are they? What's the name? Flogging Molly. Flogging Molly. What are they? Are they like idly, idly, idly band? Or are they more like a Dropkick Murphys? What are they? Uh, they're mm, sort of in that same... Uh, I hate to compare them, but the lead singer is uh, from Ireland. He's Irish, but he met up with some different people in... Um, uh, a, a closed bar, I believe, in L.A. Molly Malone's, I believe it was. Oh, um, I don't even know the story. Oh, yeah. I think it was Molly Malone. I think that's what it was. And they were just different guys and um, picked up different people and along the way and formed a band. And so they used to do they used to do like a. Um, oh, God, what was it? They had a whole lineup for. St. Patrick's, like the lead up to St. Patrick's Day, they named it something. I've been to, I don't know how many, but then I don't know, a handful of years ago, they stopped doing it and they started doing a cruise. So now they have this like sort of close to St. Patrick's Day cruise where you go like for three, two or three nights and you pay one price and it's like all the alcohol, all the everything. It's just, but it's all those people like bands. And they, you know, party with the band and there's music. And I bet they changed their set list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Wow. <laughs> just saying. Someone's bitter. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Because here's the thing, right? If I just went to see the movie, be like, all right, cool. Like, whatever it is, what it is. I flew down there. Airbnb. And that's the other thing, like. All right, I'm gonna put his name out there too. I love him though. Ryan McKinnell, he he does the Wednesday MMA show. And he's who I went to see the shows with out there. I love him, seriously. Like great dude. Great. And I'm very lucky. Like he's the Tuesday night guy. Wednesday. He's Wednesday. Oh, I thought AJ Hawk was Wednesday. No, no. See, AJ's Thursday. You gotta keep track. Did that change track. within the last couple months? You know what we should do, actually? We should just have the same damn hosting show every night. That's what we should do. We should just replay the show. Replay it. Same set list, you mean? You would just replay it? Can't yeah, do the like same Metallica. set list, Josh. Like Metallica. So <laughs> I went with Ryan on the show, and Ryan, God bless him, we just, he's like, you were so lucky to be there. You were fortunate. I say, yeah, I paid to be there. Now, if they flew me out, paid for my ticket, put me up in a hotel, play the same set, play whatever right, song. Right, exactly. If it was for free, yeah. it's totally different. Hey, I, agree. I agree with you on that. Play whatever. I paid my ass out there. Like, please. Right. You're fortunate enough to be, I'm fortunate enough to have swiped my credit card. Oh, now and let me I ask you this. Beer, I bought a Metallica beer. It wasn't even any good. It was an IPA. Ew, nobody likes those. It's like you said, a bad all lying. Anyone who likes an IPA is just lying. <laughs> but that's all right. I bought a limited edition poster and sold it on eBay. That paid for one of the tickets. Whoa. Oh, don't let Lars hear you say that. His so master days will come back and haunt hey, you. It was per perfectly legal. I put it up as very legal listening. Oh, good. Yeah. Put that little disclosure on the bottom. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't even include a set list with it. But they do post set lists. Did you check it ahead of time just to make sure? Not that you would well, have had to because Metallica never does that. Well, I can't say never, but. Yeah. I guess that'll <laughs> teach you to check the set list next time. 
Oh, that'll teach me to be a little careful on where I fly, what I fly for. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Um, we put questions out there before we do our. Oh our, God, no, no. We put our Uh-oh. questions out there before we do our podcast. Yeah. And um, O'Malley had the brilliant idea because she's so smart and I absolutely love her. And this is why I do this with her of writing. Some of our woman DMs are a bit outdated, but we're recording soon. DM me questions. Would you rathers your fuck, marry, kill choices? And we'll use them on our next episode. Yeah. She tagged me and she tagged my husband, Large. So if you're going to do that, you got to expect that either myself or Large are going to respond. So, um, I didn't see it right away. I retweeted it, but I didn't get a chance to really think who I wanted to, you know, fuck, marry, or kill. So um, I was trying to work with my internet. However, my husband felt compelled to chime in. I saw that. Nice. uh, My husband chimed in. Is Cooney one of his choices? No. President, Barstool Big Cat, or KFC? Like, I don't know how this is going to help my situation at home. (laughs) All I know is that my husband is banging the shit out of Kevin Clancy. <laughs> All right. That'll that. make things interesting at the home life. It's going to make things very difficult for him to go to work on Monday, but um, I'm going to start with O'Malley. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man. Um, hmm. Kevin is so miserable right now. Like he, he's such, I love him, but he's so like, he hates everything. He hates the goddamn jets. He hates everything. I almost feel like killing him would be merciful. Like I wouldn't want to, but I almost feel like killing him would be merciful. Okay. So you're killing Kevin Clancy. Yeah. Who I, you think married? I, would, I think I would marry still president day just because he's so busy I guess both of them are, but he's just, he's on the go, whatever, like whatever he does. Like, okay. So like, you're whatever. marrying, you're marrying yeah. Dave Portnoy. So you're, you're fucking big cat. Wow. <laughs> hey, dude. That's awesome. So for O'Malley, she's marrying oh my God. fucking big cat and she's killing Kevin. All right, mercy. I am mercy killing. Wait a minute. I, I get the same choice. I'm mercy killing. KFC. That- Fuck, marry, kill. There's your choices. I, I, how am I getting these same choices? It's the same thing. It's the, same those thing. are our choices. I can't get like some like, uh, the smoke show of the day, and I'm I'm, no, stuck no, no. I'm, I'm pigeonholed here. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we got a list. If you go to our Twitter page, hey, look, we've been pigeonholed. We've got a lot of ways. You're not the only guy. <laughs> we've been we've been dealing with pigeonholes for a whole life. <laughs> You're fucking and killing these guys. Let's go. All right, All right. Josh. Let's hear it. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let me see. Jesus. I mean, can I can I just pick the same? I'm just. I'll probably go the same. I'll probably just go with what O'Malley just said too. No, you have to do your own. You got to give your reasons. All right. Fuck man. Yeah, you got to marry the president, though. You got you got to marry the president, though. Plus, I want to go to some of those pizza reviews too. I feel like I would get yeah. to go if I, if I was if I was the husband. I feel like I would get to go to him. I know he just dropped the Francesa one. Okay. So I would, def- I would definitely want to go. Uh, well, yeah, I would want to go to those. Um, plus, it'd just be cool to follow that dude around for a day, and I get a bunch of days doing that if I was if I was married. So yeah, yeah. Okay, not. so you're marrying Dave. Yeah. So now I gotta pick. Who you fucking? Uh, who you killing? <laughs> 
I mean, I might as well, if I'm, if, if I'm going to get fucked, I might as well be an angry fuck. And if he's angry about the Jets... Like, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking logically. Nice, but do, uh, I think You're killing you, Big Cat. <laughs> do you, are you saying? I don't want to kill him. I'm a fan of his too, though. You know, like this is kind of putting me in a Yes, but do you want to get fucked Absolutely. by him? But you don't not have really to get either. fucked. <laughs> I think the, the fuck Neither. part is not getting fucked. Like you could fuck him. Like, oh, I could. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it doesn't, you know, that's true. You could be the receiver. You'll have to be like a power bottom. You could be, you know. Well, I hear, like, isn't the prostate... I've never done it, but, like, dudes love the prostate, so I don't know. I might as well try something new. Come on. You haven't had someone? No, nah, like, never, never, never done it, no. I no. mean, but, like, even orally? Like, even when they're, like, messing with you orally? Like, no. to, like, go? No, oh. I'm protective of that. No. <laughs> it's an exit, not an entrance. <laughs> I like that. You know what? I'm going to use that. I'm, yeah. It's an exit, not an entrance. That's a good. I'm with you. Even the smallest of entry when someone's orally going down on you is a, a great enhancement. And there you have it. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Josh. Josh uh, fair enough. You know what? Maybe. Hey, yeah, Josh. maybe. Maybe next nice time. To finally uh, introduce you two together. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe uh, you know, maybe I'll use some cold stone as like kind of a loop. That's right. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> let, let a little sum get in there. Yeah, sure. I'm letting the angry jets just, bang me, and then I guess I'm killing. I guess I'm uh, I'm, I'm killing. I don't want to kill him though. I feel bad. Okay, so you're fucking Kevin Clancy. You're marrying Dave Portnoy, and you're killing Big Cat. Sure, wow. Josh so you and Large are going to have to fight over KFC. Yeah. You both want that ass. <laughs> so. Disturbing. Oh, that's funny. I love it. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, Annie. Okay, so I'm already married to the biggest stool at Boris. This is good. Now. Yeah, regardless, you're about to commit adultery. This is good. Woohoo! I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly fuck Big Cat because I'm already, I've already, like, I already got large. Like, that in my head, I, you know. So I am killing Big Cat. I think Kevin could use a good fucking, and I would say he's, he's so busy and I'm so busy. I'd never, you know, we'd have our own lives. And I think being an individual is more important than anything. So that's how I'm going. <laughs> It was a layup. It wasn't even hard to, it wasn't hard for me. I love Kevin too. I feel bad, but I just, he's so miserable right now. Yeah, Josh and I are both on team Kevin. We both fuck him. You're, you're, and everybody wants to fuck Kevin. You're just, <laughs> you have a type though. You like them big. I know it, was, it, was, it was almost like the end of the line was like, oh, okay. But it was, I was, <laughs> I just watched his like 13th installment of the goddamn Jets, and he is miserable. Like, he is just like, time is a flat circle with this team. I can't get around, you know. If you get with the dude, you could experience on tight ends, you know. But uh, Andy and I, I think we are, we're, we're in agreement. What is it? It's an exit, not an entrance. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Let me use that. That's good. Uh, well, on that, I got to tell you, I loved that we got to do this with you. I appreciate you coming on and doing this with us. Yeah. Oh no, of course. I mean, you know. Will you come I'm, back? I, I, oh, I like okay. that the end. I like that the end. It's going to end on like an ass joke. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, no, this was, We are exiting. I like that. <laughs>
my gosh, I'm so sorry. What a pain in the ass. I know you are. No, I'm joking. Oh <laughs> we were totally just bad mouthing you for the last like you 10 are? minutes. Oh yeah, totally. Let's go bring it. <laughs> oh my God. That was such, that was like a, you know, like one of those true, like trying to figure out like all the different pieces to go. I, I feel like when this happens to you, I feel so You're happy. Good. You like that? Like not you know. that you have to do it, but I feel like, oh, thank God. It happens to other people because when it happens to me, I'm in such like panic mode that I'm like, everyone's like, she's just, you know, she's just sitting around not doing anything. And I'm like panicking. <laughs> How are you? How is everybody? We're great. We were just talking about Joker. The best. Yes. What'd you think, Josh? Uh, I saw it twice. I'll probably have to see it again. Uh, probably the darkest, most intense movie I've seen. And the second time seeing it, picked up on some stuff I missed the first time. So I'm sure if I see it again, I'll pick, you know, pick up on even more stuff. So now I loved it. Loved it. What did you yeah. pick on? Tell me. Let me. I'm, I'm curious to see if I noticed it. I don't know. Just like little things, like just little like facial stuff and like stuff other people would say and like why he would do certain things. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to spoil it. I don't know. You've seen it, right? I've seen it. Can we sport? Can I talk about? Oh, thing? oh, openly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Free ring. Yeah. So, like, after he goes into his imaginary girlfriend's place, like, does he kill her? You know, watching it, the, watching it the first time, I didn't think so. Watching it the second time, I thought he did. Yep. And the other thing too is like, how much of it is all in his head? How much of the entire movie might just be fake? So, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a really cool experience seeing it again. I'll probably have to see it a third time. Now I gotta watch it again with that in mind. I th I thought he killed the girl. I I did think he killed the girl. I didn't even I hate to say it, but I didn't even think about the kid. Like I didn't think he I didn't think he killed the kid, but I definitely think he killed her. Yeah. But um I didn't think about the imaginary part, like with everything else. Yeah, what if like the whole thing he just saw in his head? I don't know. You think he's going to be do you think he's going to be in the next Batman movie? I, I hope not. I hope, though, there's a sequel to this, though. I hope, like, they pick it up. Um, although, I guess he could be in the next Batman movie. It's a sick origin movie, though, if it is, right? If he if he becomes, like, the next Joker for the actual Batman movie. Because it's a, it's a great backstory. Yeah. No, I, I, I've seen, like, a couple of these videos on YouTube where they speculate about a sequel or if he's going to be in the Batman movie. I wouldn't mind a sequel. Just a standalone sequel. I agree with you. I'd like to see the sequel before I see him as... The Joker in the Batman movie. Yeah, like pick it up where he, you know, escapes from the hospital or something. Pick it up there. Yeah. Or somebody comes in and takes him out, like kind of change it a little bit. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Right? But, no, I was just uh, I was just a fan though. And you know, it definitely brings to light. Like you gotta treat people with mental illnesses. You gotta do you gotta treat them. You gotta yeah. give them medication. You gotta do something. You can't just like push it down, you know. Let me ask you this. Um, do you think that I mean I'd be shocked if you said no. He's definitely going to get an Oscar nod, right? Like, you guys think he's definitely going to get an Oscar nod for that. Do you think the movie gets an Oscar nod for Best Picture? I would hope so. I think we talked about, the, you and I talked about this before. I hope so, but I also can't quite say that without seeing anything else that would be in contention because then I'm just that that weirdo that only saw the, saw the Joker Avengers and Star Wars <laughs> in the year. And then I'm like, Oh, but the Joker was the best. How do I know it was the best? Like I'm 
not going to really know. So I, I really do need to see anything else that would be considered. Um, so I will it. be blissfully ignorant and not have to see anything else. And I will say it should win every single award there is, or I will boycott. <laughs> there is no way anything else can be that good. There's no way. I'm sorry. Like yesterday, I saw you always say the most outlandish shit that it just catches me off guard. <laughs> no, like I saw yesterday, um, I saw Black and Blue, a cop movie. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I've heard of it, but I haven't, I don't know anything about it, and I haven't seen anything about it. But I've heard the name, like, I don't know who was talking, but probably Large was probably talking about it. Yeah. But um, tell me, what is, who's in it? Like, it was good. It was good. Tyrese is in it. Uh, a couple people I didn't actually know. Frank Grillo actually was very good. But like, I'm trying to think, I know, I know it. I got, I got to see it. But like, it's the first movie I've seen after Joker, so it's not going to measure up. Right. So oh, like, you, it was, yeah. yeah, it was good. But um, no, Joker needs to. It needs to. I don't know. Like you, uh, O'Malley, you could see all those other movies. You tell me what the second best was behind Joker. I'll watch that. Right. I don't even see any other movies. It's, it's, the, it's one of the top five movies I've ever seen. I, I, I really do think it was amazing. And um, uh, Annie and I were talking, I think people who are much younger than us don't necessarily get how amazing it was because of the throwback, because of like the train, because it reminded me of what I saw from afar and what I've heard people describe as like the old school New York train systems where, you know, like just that whole thing. And I know it's Gotham, but we all know it's, it's really kind of, you know, um, patterned after a New York feel, but it just, it was, it just seems so gritty and so real to, to some of the stuff that we've heard over the years. Maybe is, when is I was smaller. Is that the old train system that, that's, that those trains are updated? Am I missing that? Um, do you know what, when, when, um, Giuliani came in, he cleaned everything up. He cleaned Manhattan up tremendously. So there was, you know, the, the trains were all cleaned up and, and graffiti free for a while. And then since de Blasio's come into office, it's kind of going back to that retro feel. But in the early eighties, like when large went to high school, cause that mm-hmm. was the same subway that he would take. He, he would go, he, his school was essentially in Chinatown. It was really bad. So it was very, very dark. Like every time you'd go over a bump, the lights would go out. And it really had that cold, damp, like the, I don't know, you're, you're probably too young, but did you see the Warriors? Remember Warriors? No. Yeah, I know the saying. Cyrus, they killed Cyrus. <laughs> but like it had that, it had that real 70s feel to it of when everything, but I guess everything in the 70s kind of had that like feel to it, right? Like it was always just a little bit, I don't know. Like a little layer of just film on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think if you look at anything from the 70s, everything looks like they have that little layer of film on it. Well, I think Manhattan in the the 70s and the early 80s had like a thick layer of film on everything. Like it was a little bit darker. And um, but that's exactly how New York City looked up until maybe 85. Whenever, whenever yeah. Giuliani came in, because he really started to making making a difference. Even the trains. I've been in New York City once. Yeah, the trains still sound the same. They still run and sound but the same. They were updated, like the actual compartments. They seemed like different. Well, they put air conditioning in, so they have they had to make sure there was okay. weather stripping, so it's not as loud. But the uh-huh. same, like the herky jerkiness of it, and mm-hmm. um, that's all the same. Okay. I think, right? You drive the subway every day, Josh. Don't. It's just yeah. I'm, I mean, cleaner. I. I 
I was actually like somewhat tongue in cheek because it, it, it is not, it is not great down there. And like the odor on the street too, it, it's kind of like different, different shades of, uh, I, I don't know, man. The, right. Like, people love Manhattan and I do too, but it, it, it I don't know. It, it might need another fresh, uh, fresh clean. Yeah. The city's a dump. It really is. Right. I, see, I didn't want to go all, all out there, but yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Manhattan is an absolute dump and I wouldn't live in, near anywhere else. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can I'm go from anywhere. You can, you can come from slap out Alabama or you can come from Mishawaka, Indiana, and you can come to New York city. I feel, but you can't go from <laughs> New York city to any of those places and live. Like mm-hmm. once you're a New Yorker, you're a New Yorker for, for you're a lifer. Like you can't take that out of you. Eh, I might disagree with that. Oh, I, might, really? I, I, would, I wouldn't mind going to one of those other places and paying a little less for a little more space and not here. Yeah, but you do it, then you miss everything. Like I did. I mean, we, we moved down to Atlanta for a yeah. year and it was it was tough not being able to be like, yeah, can I have a coffee regular? And then you're getting a coffee. Like they want to know, good morning. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't, t- I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah.